This is Crime Connections, and we're your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Leah. Today's case is pretty short, unfortunately. We spoke about this case a few episodes back. There is a huge mystery, like, bubble surrounding Mm -hmm. this case that I unfortunately don't think will ever be solved unless someone comes forward, which, honestly, that someone would have to be the one that killed him. On Sunday, March 13, 1988, Scott Hilbert, a student at Moorhead State University, returned home to Cincinnati, Ohio for his spring break. Scott made plans to go to Columbus, Ohio to hang out with friends. He left a note on the refrigerator for his parents saying he was going to spend a few days with his friends at the Ohio State University campus in Columbus. Columbus is about an hour and 40 minute drive, Mm -hmm. give or take, from Cincinnati. Yeah. When Scott didn't return home after a few days, his parents assumed he went to Florida with the car, which was a family car, for the rest of his spring break. Now, to me, that's kind of weird because, like, if my kid yeah. just willy-nilly didn't show up, I would be like, I would expect a phone call. At least a phone call. Something. I mean, I know it's 1988, so obviously there weren't any cell phones, but at least a phone call mm-hmm. to the landline something leaving a message like hey i'm going down to florida i don't know i'll be home in a few days yeah yeah so that's kind of strange to me but maybe that's the type of relationship they had i really yeah i guess don't know so then on monday march 21st scott never returned home to start his classes back up so he was supposed to return home get his stuff and then Mm -hmm. go back to the university and move back into his dorm he just never showed so scott was a freshman that year and wouldn't definitely not have missed moving back in, getting books and things like that. Yeah, you just have to get your dorm set up. You have to. Yeah, and when you come home for spring break, your stuff is still there, but you still have to. You bring home your clothes and things. You're gonna yeah. be gone for a week. You, you kind of have to get settled back into mm-hmm. the routine. Absolutely. And typically with freshmen, especially, you're more following the rules, so you're gonna yeah be there. On, I mean, typically, not always, obviously, but. If you're paying for the school, you're going to show up on time and that sort of thing. Yeah. So his family was obviously concerned, and they reported him missing after contacting his friends and finding out that he never even arrived in Columbus. Oh, no. So Scott had been driving the family car, which was a black 1984 Ford Tempo, with the Ohio license plate of 807JPF. His family, unfortunately, did not report him missing due to believing he was with his friends at The Ohio State University. Like we said, cell phones were not a thing back then, but I do feel that it is odd, like we said, that they just never thought, like, yeah. then something suspicious. Well, you don't they hear never, from your son. They never heard from him that he made it to Columbus, mm-hmm. and then they just assumed that he made it, and then they assumed even further that he went to Florida. Like, so he the? was gone. He yeah. was missing for over a week before they even realized Oh, yeah, he never made it there. Yeah, and a week is a long time to be missing before you're even reported. And obviously, they always say the first 48 hours are the most important in any case, crime Mm -hmm. case in general. And they had a whole flipping week. They also don't know when he left, technically, because it's not like he wrote time and date. Like, Mom and Dad, I'm leaving at 540 or, you know, whatever the time was. They just know a general time frame. Went to work, I'm assuming, that day and then came Bizarre. home to a note. That's just, again, I know it's a little bit different in the 1988 era, but still, Weird. I can't imagine not knowing where my kid is for a week and then finding out he didn't go to school and being like, oh, hey. 
Yeah. Something well, might be wrong. I mean, even a friend, if your yeah. friend said, hey, I'm going here for the weekend, you'd be like, oh, fun, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't hear from him, them the yeah. whole entire or week. Or the, the friends that he was supposed to meet up with, none of them thought to, like, call his house family and be like, and hey, be like, why hey. Did he show or, you know. Yeah. yeah, nothing. I don't know. That just, all of that seems just a little. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So then on Friday, April 1st, Scott's car was found on a dead-end road in the desert northeast of Littlefield, Arizona, which is in the Beaver Dam Mountains Wilderness area, which I believe is a giant outdoor park. Mm-hmm. Or not outdoor, but um, what are, what are they called? National Park. National. Like a giant national park. And this is right by the Utah border. So it's very close to where they meet. This is about... 1700 miles from his home so how the heck did his car show up there not a clue so no it's just crazy yeah it is crazy it's to be that far away and there's no explanation of it you know Mm -hmm. so then when police looked over the car they noticed that the odometer showed it had been driven 3800 miles since his disappearance which means there is over 2000 miles of unaccounted driving of where he even like how he got there pretty much so how exactly though so they knew the mileage before he left his house his parents house yes and something i'm also wondering so there's very very little information in this case and when i say very little i mean i saw two whole entire articles about it and then i found two newspaper articles about it that someone posted on web sluice like from the Mm -hmm. news or from the um newspaper which was really cool to find and then I also found tons of people that were local that were around his age at the time that had never heard of it ever. So something I'm curious is maybe they got the oil change recently, so they had an idea. So they had an idea, yeah. That was, that's, that's the only the, thing I can think mm-hmm. of. Unless maybe, I don't know, some people are kind of like OCD. So maybe his dad or his parents were OCD and they knew how many miles it Well, maybe been. too because he was in college. Maybe they wanted to make sure he wasn't misusing the car that they Mm -hmm. let him have so i can kind of see that i think the oil change one makes the most sense like getting it changed before going off to college so you kind of had an idea of how many miles were on the car i think that that makes more sense yeah i can see that obviously that's a huge assumption i have literally no idea how they knew that but that's my that's the only thing i can really think of that's what i would that would make the most i couldn't tell you how many miles my car has on yeah but after i get the oil changed i know Yeah. yeah yeah So that's my guess. I'm not 100% sure, obviously. So the police also noted that someone had tried to push the car off a cliff, but it had gotten caught on a tree on its way down, so it didn't go too far down the cliff. It went only a little bit. And the front and rear license plates had been removed and were never found. If you guys listened to the Greg Tilly episode, we talked about this case very briefly because it came up when I was doing research on Greg Tilly's case. And... His license plates were also removed and never found, which is why people were kind of connecting them, even though I don't think they're related at all, just because of where they started off at. Mm -hmm. But that's something to note. And then one of Scott's fingerprints was on the passenger side of the car, and there were other fingerprints in the car, but they were never identified. Now, I don't know if they're still testing these fingerprints. I have no idea. I would hope so. You would hope so, but... You really never know. I'm sure there's a lot of missing person cases, especially Mm -hmm. from, like, the 80s and 90s. 
that have DNA and fingerprints that are maybe slowly getting tested, but might not be because yeah. there's so many of them, the, the volume of it. Mm-hmm. And if nobody's pressing it and wanting more information, they might yeah. not be looking into it. Yeah. And the whole fingerprint on the passenger side door, it definitely makes sense that there would be his fingerprint there just because mm-hmm. of the fact one, it was the supposedly the family car, so he could have easily drove in the passenger side. Yeah. Two, if he was getting gas and it was on that side, it he yeah, could have opened that door. You know, there's a lot of there's reasons. There's a lot of reasons, yeah. Especially it's your own car. There's mm-hmm. your fingerprint being anywhere doesn't alarm me. Right. You know. So inside the vehicle was a book of matches from a Denver, Colorado restaurant and pages from a Long Beach, California phone book. Which the matches Makes me wonder, did they go to the restaurant and question people? Did they see anyone? Did they see the car? Yeah. I get that it's more than likely it's off the highway and it's probably very busy, but they could at least question. I mean, try. It's very distinctive. I mean, when you have a specific matches from a specific restaurant, mm-hmm. you'd think you'd go and be like, have you seen this car? Did you see this person? Yeah. Anything like that. And I didn't see anything of them mentioning that. Now, I'm not saying they didn't, but from... What I could tell, they did not. Mm-hmm. And then the Long Beach, California phone book, I'm wondering, did they go through that and call? Realistically, like they should have called. Yeah. And if it's a few pages or even just one page, they should have mm-hmm. called every single number on that and been like, have you talked to anyone in the recent week regarding this, this, this? Yeah. You know, like, question like why people. those pages? Yes, because obviously they needed it for something. Yeah. So then some of Scott's belongings, including his Moorhead State University dormitory key, was in the car, as well as a lug wrench, a bottle of shampoo, and a kitchen knife from his home, Hmm. which I thought that was weird because why would he have brought a kitchen knife? For what reason? Like a butter knife or like a knife knife? They just say a kitchen knife. Because I will say... I don't know what that would mean. Having children. Sometimes... I do find random things in my car. Like sometimes I will have coffee mugs or I will have a bowl that a child had food in and a spoon or like a butter knife to cut open like a bagel and give to the kids. So I could understand possibly like a butter knife, maybe. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking like a knife knife, it's a little weird. I've never taken like one of my kitchen like knives yeah. from my knife set in my car yeah <laughs> just <neither>. to have <laughs> <laughs> well and something I was wondering is was there signs of a struggle in his house or anything like that like did someone come into his house and take a knife yeah. and then hold him at knife point mm-hmm. I don't know like because the knife thing is just weird to me that's a very random thing this like I said there's such little information it's very unfortunate because I don't know if he has siblings so does he have little siblings that maybe like you said there, it would make sense that there's like random crap in the back yeah. seat. But if he doesn't have little siblings and let's Why say he's the oldest or even someone in mm-hmm. like it's him in a, a high schooler that are those are the two kids yeah. or whatever. Why it would, would be really weird that exactly. there's a random knife in the car. Well, and to like what what was in the trunk? Was there anything found in the trunk like his hair? Like I know it's a family car and it would be. But if he were more or less like abducted or carjacked mm-hmm. or whatever, the likely place they're gonna put him is in the, the trunk. trunk yeah and they don't talk about any other thing like that so I, i'm aye, not sure aye. but i don't with just such a little i just i can't even with this case it's crazy to me because like i said i read so many times that they had never even heard of it and they're a town over and they never heard of it 
And I'm like, how did you not hear about it? That's crazy to me. I know social media plays a big role in cases mm-hmm. nowadays. But even when you're in high school, when I was in high school, cell phones were not really a thing. You could text barely. Not well, as I, big of a thing. And the rumors would spread. Like, if something happened in a town over, you would hear about it. I can kind of understand that. But I also, like, when we did the Amy Mahalovic case, she was a young girl that was abducted in broad daylight and then found murdered. But there are a lot of people even over like in that area, in the Cleveland area that have never heard of it and they had no idea about it. So I can kind of see like in that time, if you're not looking at it and I don't know, maybe because he was in college, they didn't treat it as pressing Yeah, as if he would have been maybe younger because just like the Joshua case we did, they kind of played it off like it was suicide or that he um, yeah. was in a drunken stupor. So what's to say they're not like, well, he was a college freshman. You know, maybe it got too hard for him. This, that, and, and the other. And he just like went off. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a very good possibility. It's just. And he was gone for over a week before anybody <laughs> said anything. So Yeah. I just, ugh, I, I feel sad for him. Mm-hmm. I feel like he did not get a chance whatsoever well he didn't really get the spotlight that he deserved. every person that's missing or any murdered case they deserve to have that mm-hmm. spotlight and it doesn't really seem like he got that at no. all unfortunately he did not so then while they found all the you know the knife the shampoo and all that mm-hmm. they didn't find any sign of him or the suitcase of clothes that he had packed to take to columbus now how did they know he had a suitcase to go to columbus my only assumption is is maybe he told his parents the day prior that he was thinking of going and so he had a suitcase from college and he just was supposed to take that well maybe with his him. parents were able to kind of tell like oh hey this one suitcase that we know was with him it's mm-hmm. not you yeah, guys and his haven't clothes found are it missing and yeah so they didn't find it like over the cliff either or anything no they found it they've not found it still to this day oh wow nothing the FBI almost immediately once he was reported mm-hmm kind of got involved and then they really got involved mid-April but unfortunately nothing came of that it didn't really help the case or anything like that and he is still considered missing under suspicious circumstances now with the police not knowing where the crime scene took place it also makes it even harder for them to gather evidence because they have very little to go on if you think about it because Mm -hmm. yes the car was dumped in Arizona but was that where anything happened had he been dumped miles away yeah they have really no clue well, 1200 miles is a lot mm-hmm. so much can happen between mm-hmm. cincinnati and arizona well and they also have another extra 2000 miles that they have no oh, idea yeah, they have they no went. idea oh so my gosh the, i mean he, he could literally have been he dumped could anywhere could be anywhere and so a case like this like i said will only ever be solved if someone comes forward with mm-hmm. the information because there's just nothing to go on and the evidence is so little and especially you know with dna and stuff now today it's i feel like easier and more helpful obviously so back then there's just really nothing they could gather yeah unfortunately except obviously the few fingerprints which hopefully they are running those but who knows yeah if they are not if they don't have a cold case unit which I'm assuming I'm sure they, they do, do, but it's just 
I don't know. I don't even know who has jurisdiction over it. I don't know right. if Arizona, like if they do, the or if FBI? Cincinnati does, yeah. or if the FBI. Yeah, who knows? I have no idea. And it doesn't specify anywhere who has jurisdiction, And it, but it did mention multiple times that it got very hard on who was supposed to have ju- jurisdiction mm-hmm. because of the lack of evidence and body and even know where the crime scene That's is to rough. begin with. So it's very sticky situation, unfortunately. So Scott was a six foot tall man with green eyes, slim build, and brown hair. He was tall. Mm-hmm. And that's the only. I mean, for me, that's tall because <laughs> I'm not same. <laughs> Big old five five here. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, with all of that, they don't even know what he was wearing when he left. They know they don't really have. Oh my gosh! I didn't even think about yeah. that. They have, no one knows what he looked like when no. he left, or when he left, or nothing. Oh my gosh! Obviously, the there's a lot of questions when it comes to this case more than anyone can be anyone can answer unfortunately but obviously the main question how did his car get all the way to arizona mm-hmm. who took it there was it him was it someone that carjacked him was it a hitchhiker was it what did he go to florida did anyone see him there did anyone know of him going there what did his friends say like we said that's like, what i want to know what did he go there did he call him and say hey you know i'm not coming anymore like what's the situation with that like yeah. i were they questioned i would assume so yeah but i mean I when you're expecting anything. friends to come over and then they don't show up i don't care what like time era it is if your friends don't show up you're kind of wondering like hey are you coming we're gonna go to florida without you or or oh. in calling his parents at yeah. least and saying oh hey is is he around we're getting what's ready to leave yeah. haven't seen him yet that's to me what kind of friends are you if your friends don't show up call call somebody (laughs) literally and then i also don't see anyone and i mean anyone going all the way to florida by themselves for spring break no you just have willing like who are your friends supposed to be there like i don't see that ever happening no that's a long that's a long way to just drive i mean it was a different time back then but not that different where i feel like people were comfortable just traveling completely but i i don't see it i don't me see neither. it me neither at all and then you know did he go to gas stations like did mm-hmm. they question any of the local gas stations like hey did he go here before he left mm-hmm. to you know because he had to someone had to have gone to a gas station they drove three thousand yeah. miles yeah like no one saw the ice yeah it just doesn't make sense so also though was someone you know like i i don't know i was thinking of the theory of like was someone waiting for him at the house and then took him by well that would explain the knife that yeah and i don't yeah i mean that's like a I made mean, up story obviously because i don't right. know if that's true but i mean but like when you hear else? that a knife is found in a car i my mind automatically goes to like a sharp like kitchen knife yeah. not like, like a butter, a butter knife, knife that yeah. we're talking about i i automatically would think that it was a knife and that would explain why there would be a knife in the car mm-hmm. yeah because it just that just is so strange to me like why would he have a knife in the car and then did they like i said do they go to that diner do they talk to anyone there i really want to know that because i feel like if the fbi got involved i could see the fbi following up on those tips and maybe not much came from it or if something did they're just not releasing releasing it, it which I mean, whatever, but at this point, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Which also makes me think that it's not a case that's, like, actively being looked at mm-hmm. because for a lot of the cases that we've covered that go cold, at 
some point they release more information to try and yeah. pique the And there's no interest. new information. I just... Unfortunately. And then, That's so, not, like I said, a lot of people were speculating the hitchhiker that, mm-hmm. you know, like, he picked up a hitchhiker, they overpowered him, killed him, and stole his oh, car. Oh, I could see that. And... That was big back then. I was reading, though, a lot of people that lived, or, you know, were his age in, mm-hmm. the, in 88, saying, you know, I could see it, but I also can't see it because towards the end of the 80s, it was becoming a really big deal of not to not pick up hitchhikers up. because... Mm-hmm. Of the fact that so many people were getting hurt doing it. But obviously there's other people that are like, oh, I'll do what I want. And they still do it anyways. Well, and if he's from Cincinnati, I mean, I love Cincinnati. I have family in Cincinnati. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. But crime is pretty prevalent in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I'm convinced that he would be one to be like, yeah, I'm just going to pick up a hitchhiker. I could see more him being like, yeah, this probably isn't a good idea to pick up a hitchhiker because of crime that he may have seen in Cincinnati versus like someone growing up in a small town. No, I agree. And also he was kind of scrawny. He was, you know, sick. He was tall and lanky. Mm -hmm. So did he feel like, Oh, I'm a big man and I can do it. Or did he feel like, heck people can overpower me. What I'm not going to pick anyone. You know what I mean? I don't know how he felt about that, but it could be either way. Something the police mentioned in a, an article, which I thought was very interesting, is they said it is a good possibility that it was a hitchhiker or a serial killer. Like, yeah. verbatim, their words, a serial killer, which I thought was weird because was there a serial killer in the Cincinnati area in the yeah, 80s? did they have... Hold on, I'm going to look that up because why would they... Like, that's a pretty big statement, in my I, opinion, to just make willy-nilly when... I don't know, that's like a weird statement to me. Because police do not like mentioning serial killers Mm-mm. unless they are 100% sure it is a serial killer. I wonder if they made a comment about it being a serial killer only because in that time, like the late 80s and early 90s, there were a lot of prevalent serial killers. And I mean, I'm pretty sure that was around the time of like BTK and Jeffrey Dahmer, all of them. And maybe they just wonder if he was one of their victims you know and these serial killers obviously they're not around anymore to like let you know Mm -hmm. but that is a really bold statement to make though it's just pretty i don't know i was shocked by that because normally they do not mention a serial killer unless they know a hundred percent because they don't want to create a fear fear Mm -hmm. of being out in public or opening your door you know anything like that i just thought that was a little strange but what do, what do I know? <laughs> but I think due to the age of this case, it is just the name of the game when it comes to the information mm-hmm. and the lack thereof information, I should say. But I just don't think they honestly covered it too much, unfortunately. Scott's father was a huge part of the case. And by that, I mean he was very active. He constantly was doing interviews, going out in he flew to Arizona where the car was found. Mm-hmm. He talked to people. He really was a big advocate for Scott's case. And unfortunately, he has passed since oh. and has never found anything out. Um, it, it, That's hard. I just Because of that, it, that makes me think it's just going to unfortunately never be solved. Yeah. Unless, like, 
30, 50, 60, 100 years in the future, we have, like, crazy technology. <laughs> yeah, that can, like, solve all these yeah. cold cases. But I just I just don't think, because I really think it's going to have to come down to yeah. either the killer coming forward, which yeah. very unlikely. Unlikely. Or a person that knew the killer and they mm-hmm. talked to them or, you know, something along the lines of that. And yeah. that's, that's just what it's going to have to be. So, unfortunately no one has come forward and it has been 35 years and we still have no clue what happened to Scott or where he is or anything. There is just so much unknown to this case. And because of the lack of information, either public or just in general, Mm -hmm. like it's either not there or they're not bringing it to the public, unfortunately. And I just think either they either need to bring it to the public or they need to say a statement saying, no, we literally don't have information. This is all, this is all yeah. we got. Well, and if there's not really any family pushing for it, there's no urgency no. for them to do anything. That's and that's true. really hard. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have family members that are advocating for you, you're basically forgotten about. A hundred percent. And that's really rough. It's really sad. And Cincinnati's big. You know, oh, Ohio yeah. is big. Like it's just one in a million, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Like I said, that's really all the information I could find. I was really expecting a lot more information just because of the case being so odd, thinking that he supposedly went to Columbus and then his car ends up in Arizona, which it's like, how the heck does that even happen? But with the time it happened and the lack of information, it's just unfortunately not going anywhere. So obviously anyone with any additional information or questions regarding this case should contact the Union Township Police Department at 513-752-1230. As always, we thank you for listening to Crime Connections. If you have any news, tips, or cases you want us to look into, please feel free to email us or DM us. We love hearing from you guys. Don't forget there is a Facebook group officially uh, that we are discussing the cases and you know, it's more of like an open conversation type of thing. We really encourage you go join that. We are trying to build it so then, you know, we can kind of talk more about the cases, get your guys' opinions and things like that. Uh, We really appreciate you guys and thanks.